0: I'm Stacy.
1: Hey, I'm Steph. Welcome to Harnessing Your Power. Where we discuss everyday topics to break through the stigma and harness our power through self-mastery. Tune in every Tuesday
0: to join us in conversation as we dig deep into our minds and get closer and closer to our highest self. Hello, welcome if you just joined. Thank you for tuning in with us tonight welcome to harnessing your power i'm really excited to be here tonight with all of you live and everyone tuning in and as always here with you steph how are you feeling tonight
1: i'm feeling fantastic always excited to be here um, to see some familiar faces or some familiar names and some new names um so always excited to be here and excited for what we'll be talking about today how are you feeling
0: Yes, same, same. I am really excited for what we will be discussing tonight. Given the topic, I actually adjusted my routine. I usually um, focus a lot on the mental aspects of preparing for this live. And just in general, (laughs) something I'm working on is really coming back in my body and not always just being in my head. So usually before the live, I read over the notes, I write different outlines, different things. I like say my mantras and I'm really like in my head. And it's usually like a 2 5 minutes right before we go live, then I'm like, "Oh my gosh, let me brush my hair. <laughs> let me b- maybe change my clothes and like physically get ready." So, today since we're going to be speaking about the mind-body connection and kind of everything that that entails, It inspired me to switch up my routine a little bit. And instead of emphasizing, like, the mental aspect of the preparation, I emphasized the physical aspect. I put on some makeup. I, like, tried out different hairstyles. Like, I'm never that person. (laughs) I just brush my hair and I go. Or if I throw it up, that's it. But today I was like, I'm going to try different hairstyles. I'm going to, like, do a whole physical thing and then focus on the mental aspect. So it's been really interesting, like, switching that routine up. And I feel like it's right in alignment with what we're gonna speak about.
1: That's literally perfect. And not that you don't look great on every podcast, but you look (laughs) great today. Um, Thank you. So I love that you switched it up, not only because it's fitting, but to also be able to speak on that experience.
0: Yes, yes. That's honestly, I know we say it over and over, but that's something that I love about doing this podcast is really the growth it pushes and us Mm. like striving to experience these things that we're speaking about. Um, So that being said, Steph and I did post this question on our Instagrams earlier today, and we did get a lot of interaction and feedback on everyone's opinion. But we would love to start off asking all of you who are here live with us to go ahead and answer in the chat. And Steph, I would love to like start to hear your opinion on it too. So the question that I have for all of you is, do you think there is a connection between your mental well-being and your physical well-being. So, so we'll I'm give exci- it a second. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> I feel like sometimes when we ask questions, there it's not just a yes or no. Um, so I'm excited to see if anybody's gonna say yes, but or no, but. Um, absolutely
0: they said absolutely there is a connection between the two
1: okay so I usually just like to see the responses but um of course I absolutely believe that there is a connection between the two I think um I think it's somewhat of a cycle um what do you think
0: I absolutely think that there is a connection as well and I think like you said it's a cycle and I think it's like I think there's a constant relationship happening between the mind and the body, and it's one of those things that's happening whether we realize it or not. So I absolutely think it's connected. And based on the results of our Instagram poll and just in general talking to other people, I think most people would say that there is a connection. Um, Even as I was preparing for this live, looking through different literature and um, different psychology and medical things and how different theories have changed around it, it's all like transition towards striving to understand the connection. It's no longer Mm -hmm. a question if there is a connection, but now it's just working to really understand what that connection looks like. Um, So that being said, if we're all in agreement that there is indeed a connection between mental well-being and physical well-being, my next question is, do you act with this knowledge in mind do your actions reflect an understanding of the mind body connection of the mental physical well-being connection and that might be a little bit to answer in the chat um but we would definitely love your input even if it takes a minute but while we wait for that Steph, what what do you think do you think that you act with that in mind
1: um so i actually want to read this comment really quick it's um Danger Noodle Twenty Nine said, "If your emotional well being is damaged, then it will absolutely show in how you take care of your physical well being." Um, and I love how you pointed out that there's no. Um, and thank you for being interactive with us. Um, but Stacy, I love how you pointed out that it's not a question of whether there is a connection; it's understanding the connection. And I think yes, we all um, agree. May you please repeat. Um, I don't know what what part you want me to repeat. If there's something you missed, let me know. But I think when we really think about that relationship, we are all we are all aware that there is that relationship, but I don't think that I always do act with that in mind. And yes, don't get me wrong, the <laughs> the goal is always to do what's best for my body and what's best for my mind and all of that. Um, However, there, just something that made me think of this and made me think about not acting to that connection is I saw on TikTok this post where she was talking about her um, anxiety and her caffeine anxiety and how she still drinks her cup of coffee anyways. And I just (laughs) felt that so hard because I think before I saw that post, I didn't understand the connection between the caffeine anxiety and having that cup of coffee and feeling that, you know, like I got to get this stuff done or like whatever, whatever that anxiety might be. However, um, once I, once I took that in and once I realized that there was a connection between the anxiety and the caffeine, I never stopped drinking the coffee. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I drink a lot of coffee. I'm very much a coffee person. I drink at minimum one cup of coffee per day. Um, But at the same time, sometimes I don't think that the caffeine anxiety or like the the feeling that comes from having that is always the worst thing. I feel like sometimes when it comes through, um, I can actually thrive off of that. And I don't know if that's just um, my wishful thinking and not <laughs> acknowledging the fact that maybe that's not the best or, um, you know, really it's now I'm attempting to understand the relationship between those two.
0: Um mm.
1: So, yeah. So, no, I don't always think I <laughs> I act with that knowledge in mind. What about you?
0: <laughs> yeah, interesting. Um, Tristan says, in my experience, if my mind isn't right or I have more anxiety or I'm not taking my vitamins or eating healthy, I definitely notice it affects my physical health and drive. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, same <laughs> about all of it too i think it's interesting how when you really start to become more aware of all of these things this really is a compound effect like tristan i love how you list it out when i'm not doing x y z like all of these things it's not just one of them it's really like all of it and how it's all related danger noodle said but for the mental well-being you will always find what you are looking for in life if you're focused on the negative around you that's what you will see if you're focused on the positive around you that's what you will find. Oh, I like how you worded that. I love how you worded that's what you see versus like that's what you will find because it's true. What you focus on grows. And mm. I'm really excited to really just dive more into this and kind of like ponder on the question what's more important, the physical well being or the mental well being? If they're both connected and they can influence each other. Is one more important than the other? That's, like, you know, what, I, what I'm what i excited to talk about. But in terms of always acting with the understanding of the connection, absolutely not. I don't think anyone does. <laughs> because I think we all eat something unhealthy. And I think we know that not only is that not good for our physical health, but it's not good for our mental health. Um, and I can definitely relate to, to coffee. I know speaking in like long-term health sense coffee is not good for me um a nutritionist that I work with said like you should have zero coffee ever so I don't know but then on the other hand there are some health benefits of coffee there's actually a compound in coffee that can help with asthma and I have Mm. asthma so sometimes I like tell myself that's why I'm drinking the coffee (laughs) but um For me personally, with coffee, I feel like it's such a good example because I feel like it really shows how there's that connection and how, yes, it is a cycle, but in my opinion, it's kind of like what mind state you're at. So with coffee, if I'm feeling super anxious and I'm already overwhelmed and I already feel like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do and I drink coffee, then I'm going to be energized and I'm still going to be like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do (laughs) and I'm Mm. probably not even going to be able to really get it done because I will get more anxious. But on the flip side, if I'm in a more calm mind state and maybe I still have a full day ahead, but you know, I'm just not feeling stressed about it and I have coffee, then like you said, Steph, I'm able to like harness that cortisol spike of coffee and not feel mentally anxious but turn it into creative productive force and maybe Mm. and like a health sense that's not the healthiest thing but I think that's what's so amazing when we're looking at this connection is how you can really like how you how you can change it how you can control these things on the mental level and the physical level um it's honestly astonishing to me Would you like to read some of these comments? I, we have a lot of interaction today. Thank you, guys. I know. They're so good.
1: Um, all right. So let me scroll up a little bit make sure I didn't miss anything. Danger Noodle said, you can cover up the mental well-being with the physical well-being, but you can't do vice versa. Um, and then Tristan said, mental, I feel like, is more important because it affects the physical. It goes together, but mindset definitely helps. Hmm. And then Young Swami said, mental will have a huge impact on your physical. If your mindset is on the negative, there will be no motivation into a physical well-being, if that makes sense. And um, I actually, I kind of agree um, with what you're saying, what, that last one that I read. Um, but I don't know if I believe that one is more important than the other. And part of the reason that I feel that way is because in the beginning, um, we mentioned it being a cycle. And I think that sometimes the physical well-being can actually help you feel good. Um, and I agree, obviously, there's things that, hey, if you're not feeling your best mentally, maybe you don't even want to go do that physical work or maybe you don't even want to get out there. But it work sometimes. I can't tell you how many times I've been like, oh, I should really go get this workout in. I should really go get this workout in. And I really don't want to get the workout in. And I know it's it, not feeling motivated. I don't want to get there. But once I'm there, it feels good. Once I'm there, all of, all of the good is running through me. And now my mind feels better. Now I'm like, okay, now I can do these things. Now I can get this stuff done. Um, so I do think they all affect each other. Mm. What do you think, Stacey? And I see there's more stuff coming in as well.
0: <laughs> yes, I I, I agree. That's, that's one reason why I really love this, and I really do think it's an astonishing thing to dive more into because of the nuance with it. I don't think that we can say one is more important than the other, and I think it kind of becomes a what came first, the chicken or the egg type of situation mm. because... Is your negative thought the reason why you don't wanna go work out? So then that creates more negative thought and you still don't wanna go work out? Or is it because you didn't work out for the past week? So that's why you even Mm. have the negative thought in the first place and that's why you don't wanna work out and why you keep having the negative? And like, it's kind of like what, it's always digging deeper to the root of what, like where this came from and what's causing it. Young Swami said, if your mindset is not there, then would it not impact you physically? And I definitely agree. um, But kind of online with what Steph said, I think that you can use some physical things to impact your mindset. Not I think, I know this. (laughs) I know you can do some physical things to impact your mindset. And I've definitely been in situations where my mindset was in a very negative place and only physical things could pull me out. It was a place where positive thinking or anything in the mind could not pull me out of that negative place. It was doing something physically, whether that's, like, eating something nutritious or having some fruit or um, getting out in nature. One thing I was reading was talking about um, if you're someone who experiences different type of negative mind states or depressions and anxiety Something that you can create for yourself to kind of have like handy is a list of positive physical habits. So something that is good for your body, but makes you feel good too. So it doesn't even have to be, you know, like working out, sunlight, all the stuff that we know. It could just be something random. Um, Tristan, I know you're on here with us, and from the live that you were a guest on, you talked about liking to watch tv that it's like a moment of rest and joy for you in the day that might not be something that you know someone tells you is good for you or whatever but it's whatever makes you feel good so as i was talking to steph about that i was like "Ooh, i don't even know like what makes me feel good (laughs) but then steph knew for me what makes me feel good and it's definitely to get outside and to get into nature but i just wanted to share that because i feel like when you're in a good mind state it's easy to know what things will make you continue to feel well and what physical things you can do um for your physical well-being that will also impact your mental well-being but i feel like sometimes when you're in a lower mind state it's hard to even know like what can lift you back up just speaking from my own experience so i wanted to share that thing about writing out a list cuz i think that could definitely be a useful tool um And I see also Danger Noodle said, what most people don't understand is that your mental well-being is a choice. People want to disagree, but it's true. There's a difference in feeling down for something bad that happens to you and continuing to live in it every day. Yeah, absolutely. And like Tristan just said, like a reward. Um, So before I go too far, I definitely want to get some of your input stuff, but I know that... It's very much related, what we're talking about, looking at it on the side of the mental well-being impacting the rest, or the physical well-being impacting the mental and everything else. Um, But let's talk about the physical for a second. Let's talk about how, regardless of our mind state, how our physical well-being can actually create our mind state or impact our mental health. Um, What do you think about that, Seth? First of all, do you think that our physical health impacts our mental health?
1: Absolutely, and I—I I was laughing that you said before I go too far because there was already so many things that I wanted to say, and I was definitely about to get ahead of myself. Um, so thank you for keeping us on track. But um, yes, absolutely. I think, um, and I think the reason that I don't think one is necessarily more important than the other is because I feel like sometimes. It, like you said like going to do those things that make you happy or going to do those physical things um you know what came first are you feeling bad because you didn't do these things or are you feeling bad because where your mental state is at or like danger said is it that you're choosing to live in something in past traumas and I, I think that's easier it's easier said than done to not live in those traumas and I think there's a lot that we can do to get out of that space. Um, but I was listening to something about peak performance and just the idea of peak performance sounds like, okay, yes, that's what I want. I want to be at my peak performance as much as possible. I want to be in that state of flow where I feel my best and I perform my best and I'm doing good at all times. And obviously we're not always going to be in that flow state and we're not always going to be at that peak performance, but can we be there as much as possible? Um, so I stumbled across um, the Science of Success podcast and they were talking about unlocking peak peak performance and one of the things that he was talking about was if you don't do anything physically and that could be going to the gym, it could be going on a walk, it could be, you know, whatever it is that you decide to do physically for you, um, walking, running, whatever it may be, if you don't do that, then forget peak performance and at first I was like, well, that's a little harsh. (laughs) Um... Because why not? Like why can't you reach peak performance if maybe you don't want to do those things? But he talks about training grit and pushing yourself to your, your greatest potential. Pushing yourself to where you can be your best and do your best and push harder than you would normally push. And then I have, I have this written down specifically what he said. Learning you can perform at training grit means pushing harder than we would normally push. And there's multiple steps. First, we have to learn that we can perform at our best no matter how bad it feels. So maybe, no, you're not feeling your best mindset-wise and you've had a rough day. I've been there. But you make it there and now you're telling your body, hey, I can perform at my best no matter how I feel. But then number two would be learning you can trust no matter how bad it feels. You're always going to be, you're always going to be able to perform at your best because you've done it enough times. And I I really do think it's training our bodies, training our bodies to know the potential that we have. Um, Because a lot of times, maybe you're thinking, oh, I can't, I I don't want to say I can't, because I don't think that that, it's limiting vocabulary. But You know, you got home, maybe you had a rough day at work and you're just not feeling your best, and you're like, oh, I really don't want to be at the gym today. I don't feel good, or I don't want to eat that healthy snack, or I don't want to go get that sunlight. And then once you do it and you're like, oh, I can do it anyways. And then the next time you're not feeling your best, you're going to think, oh, I did it that last time and it felt good. I can do it again, and I can do it again. And then the more we continue to do that, the more we can start training ourselves. Robot mode. Somebody said robot mode. Um, But yes, literally, the more we can train ourselves to do that. And then he talks about after you train grit, now we can train other things, but we have to start physically. And then after we train grit, we can train the grit to our minds, our cognitive grit, to remind ourselves that, hey, no matter how bad I feel, I can get past it. So I do think that the physical has a really big part um, to keeping good mental health, honestly. And um, I actually – and maybe it's just because I love physical things, but I feel like, to me, it has felt like one of the more important ones um, to keep me going.
0: Mm, Interesting. I love that you – like, it's felt more important to you because – Kind of like I said in the beginning, I definitely understand the importance of the physical well-being, but it is something that I'm very much growing through myself. Um, In terms of really just being grounded and centered in my body and not just focusing on living in my mind. Um, And I definitely agree that physical health plays a huge factor into impacting your mental health, And I especially love how you talked about it as kind of like the beliefs that we have and how we kind of like program this reaction from our body. Because a lot of what we discuss sometimes is focusing on like programming our mind. But when we do physical actions, we're actually programming our whole body. Um, This Mm -hmm. podcast I was listening to called The Personality Hacker podcast, which is an <laughs> a cool like title that. of a podcast, um, they had a guest and she was speaking about just her own journey, going through personal de- her own personal development and life coaching, but then finding herself doing physical actions out of alignment, what she knows is best for her well-being and how we just find ourselves sometimes in these situations where we keep doing what we know is not best for our physical self. And she said it's because of exactly that. Not only can we program our mind, but we can program our body. So, her example was if you feel stressed when you get home from work, so you eat a bowl of ice cream, and then you start doing that a few days in a row, you start like. Training your whole body, not just your mind, but like your taste buds, your hormone receptors, especially something so sugary that causes an instant hormone response. You're training everything about your body that stress equals ice cream. Mm. And especially with something like that, you start confusing your body into thinking that stress is almost good because you have that first initial, like, positive feeling when you eat ice cream. But in the long term sense, Stress is obviously not good, and ice cream is obviously not healthy. I mean, I love vegan ice cream. I eat it all the time. Who doesn't like ice cream? But we all can understand it's not healthy. But you've, you've tricked your body into thinking that it's the better thing. And that's what she was talking about. Sometimes people struggle with overcoming different negative habits or getting into a positive state, even if they've done the mental work, because their body mm. is literally accustomed to the other thing. So I love how you focused on how that could be something positive, like how you could train yourself to just go to the gym no matter what and kind of prove to yourself that you can always do it and really prove to yourself that our bodies are a lot stronger than what we think. But on the same hand, it's kind of interesting how negative physical habits can perpetuate like negative mental states. Hmm. And I think it really does come down to your belief system, which is interesting because I think a lot of our points do relate back to the mental aspect. So I can understand why some people would say the mental is more important, but I think that also is because we are conscious beings and we're analyzing it from a conscious sense. Like, I don't think we're like, how often are we sitting and we're just like meditating and we're just really feeling our body and we're focusing on the physiological cues to let us know what it means or how much are we focusing on our mind even hunger how often do you wait till you really feel hunger in your stomach to be like oh I'm hungry Mm. usually it's my mind because I'm like oh I want to eat so I'm hungry (laughs) and I think it's so interesting I think in general a lot we like focus on the mental cues and I think it's amazing being able to like center and ground back into yourself and really start listening to those physiological cues because I think that can give you a lot of insight into improving your overall well-being
1: but I think that also depends on and I think everything that we talk about always goes back to the awareness are you even willing to check in with yourself um, and ask yourself if you're checking in on those things Mm. Um, are we are we even taught to check in on those things I feel like it's not a conversation that I have with a lot of people on a regular, I mean, now I guess it kind of is because we have lots of conversations on here and I have lots of conversations off the podcast, but day to day, if you were to encounter a random person, is that a conversation that people are having all the time or teaching all the time?
0: Yeah, I don't think so. That's why why we're here.
1: Exactly, exactly. Um, Go ahead.
0: Um, But I have one other example of how something physical can impact your mental, and then I'm really excited to get into the flip side of it because, like I said, I think that's where we have a lot to say. Um, But another example I honestly just thought of, I wasn't even planning on talking about this, uh, is yoga. So we know yoga is great for our physical health and our mental health, um, but... There's a few times I've been in different yoga classes and they've talked about the different poses that we're doing being poses that relieve tension and also release emotions. So specifically, I remember being in one class and we were focusing on a lot of like hip openers and hip stretches and um, in like the holistic medicine world and looking at health and medicine in terms of like energy and life force, it's always discussed that you store a lot of stress and emotions in your joints. And your hips are like your biggest joint on your body, at least like in my opinion. I don't know if that's Mm -hmm. anatomically correct, but I think our (laughs) hips are our biggest joints. Um, So throughout this yoga class, she kept saying like, if you feel really emotional after, like it's normal, give yourself the rest of the night, like a lot of emotions are going to come up. And up until this point, I had done a lot of yoga. I never really felt emotional after. I always would just feel physically good after. And during this class, we're doing all these hip stretches, all these hip stretches. At the end, um, you know, we're laying there for Shavasana. We sit up, everyone opens their eyes, and we look around the room. Almost the entire room was crying. And I was crying too. And I didn't even realize I was crying until I kind of like, came back into the awareness and like I looked at myself in the mirror and I looked around and I was like oh my god like this is embarrassing but then I was like no like literally we're all crying on one hand I think because it was like the shared space I think it's very powerful like doing these things with other people but she literally kept saying like a lot of emotions are going to come up a lot of emotions are going to come up because you're working them out by stretching out that joint and Mm -hmm. I cried that whole night I did so much journaling that whole night and I really did like let go of a lot of things. And I felt like such an amazing breakthrough. And I was like, whoa, just from like this yoga class that I've been to so many times, but it's just because the physical stretches we were doing. And it was just very powerful because I feel like that's one of the most specific examples I have of truly like living an experience of doing something physical and then feeling that like mental, emotional impact.
1: Hmm, so I have a question. Do you feel like, um, so do you feel, when we talk about the connection between the mind and the body, do you feel like because she also kept bringing up, hey, this is gonna release a lot of emotion, hey, this is gonna release a lot of emotion, you almost, like it helped ease your mind that, okay, I'm going to, I might release a lot of emotion right now and that's okay, and giving yourself that safe space to do so?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. As you were asking that, I literally thought, yeah, because it was a safe space. And she kept making that known. Um, and that's kind of related to our topic that we discussed last week. So here's a quick shameless plug. If you haven't (laughs) tuned in, our episode last week, um, we discussed vulnerability and being able to share like those safe spaces and those moments. And I think that's absolutely why. Because On a mental level, she did tell me it was safe and okay to let this happen. So that's probably why the physical was able to be so impactful. Wow, I didn't think about that, though.
1: I just, as we're talking about the connection, I had to ask. um, But I love that. I literally got goosebumps as you were telling that story. Um, And I feel like it just came very naturally to, like, just feel that. um, But also because you were just talking about that i don't know a lot of emotion came through as you were saying that um so i feel like i could even feel that as you were talking through it um so thank you for sharing
0: yes absolutely
1: do you okay so i still i have a story on how the physical could impact the mental but also i feel like it's kind of goes back and forth um so I don't know if you wanted to stay on the physical to mental or if you wanted to kind of transition, but... Um, yes,
0: I am ready to transition and hear your okay.
1: story. <laughs> okay, so right before we did this live, um, we were talking about, um, you know, or not right before we did it, but as we were coming up with the topic for this live, we were talking about different things and different things we talked about um, and just different topics we could do. And when we came to this topic right after I got sick um, and I never get sick. I never get sick um, and I, I tend to be pretty healthy. But when I do get sick, it's not my favorite. Um, <laughs> I, I, I hate it. I hate it. I hate being sick. Um, and I always speak that, no, I have a great immune system. I always speak, no, I'm, I tend to be really healthy. I never get sick um, and things like that. But as soon as I was feeling it, I all of a sudden didn't want to do anything. My body felt weak. Um, and I obviously, like I was speaking, like, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. I don't feel good. And something that I started doing and Ruby started doing as well, um, was saying, I feel like a million bucks when I feel not so great. And it's not necessarily, Hey, I feel like, Hey, I feel like a million bucks. I'm going to feel amazing overnight. But having that Hey, I'm going to talk myself up to feel better, and I feel like that's part of the part of the mental to physical. But we sometimes feel this way, and we let that physical impact the mental. Because when in the like the first two days, I was just like, okay, I feel weak, I don't feel good, and I kind of just laid there. I didn't want to get up, I didn't want to do anything, I didn't want to go to the gym, um, and I just wasn't feeling good, like i wasn't feeling excited i wasn't feeling (laughs) energetic um and just everything about what i was feeling just wasn't good like no i didn't feel miserable a little bit um i didn't feel like my life was over or anything but i wasn't feeling joyful i wasn't feeling excited for the day i was waking up and feeling oh i can't breathe (laughs) oh i'm so stuffy right now um and just focusing on all those not positive things now the reason I say they kind of overlap the two is because once I started saying, okay, I feel like a million bucks, I would force myself to say it in a happy tone. I would for—I literally would look at Ruby and be like, I feel like a million bucks. <laughs> I feel like a million and one dollars. Like, I feel so <laughs> good. And forcing myself to just speak it joyfully, um, really think it joyfully, and not just force myself to, oh, I'm going to feel fantastic, but really like feel it and feel excited about feeling good again. Um, And I feel like that makes all the difference. And waking up in the morning and being like, okay, I'm going to put my big girl pants on. I'm going to take a hot shower, let the steam fall over me, get out of the shower, and I'm going to feel amazing. Preparing my body for that. I don't know why, but doing those little steps in the mind and preparing my body for that, my body automatically just feels better after that hot shower, after me saying I feel like a million bucks in the mirror a few times, after me exclaiming that I feel so good and maybe I don't feel my absolute best, I'm not feeling my absolute best health, but I'm able to get through the day. I'm able to still do day-to-day things versus just being in bed and being tucked away. So I feel like they definitely – I felt a little bit of both in that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what's so amazing, because I do think that your thoughts are what predominantly kind of create your reality. And obviously, you couldn't just think, I feel like a million bucks and snap your finger and you're not sniffing anymore. (laughs) So just in general, I don't want to like negate anything that anyone is like experiencing or feeling because I definitely don't think that you know, like it's all in your head or anything like that. It's just connected, which is what's amazing when we have that awareness to it. Um, Because you could have taken those hot showers and been like, oh, but I feel so bad. And then (laughs) came out of the hot shower and be like, oh, I feel bad. I'm going back to bed. Um, So I think that's amazing. But on the same hand, it's really about... Like, in my opinion, it's about not only that awareness, but, like, being able to listen to the cues on each side. Because maybe the first day, you didn't start changing your thoughts and you didn't get out of bed because your body was really cueing you that you really needed that rest. So, don't even mm. worry about the energy of changing the thought. Like, give yourself that rest. But then I think to really, like, <laughs> Excuse me. bless you as we speak Thank of you. it. <laughs> but... I think to be able to actually get to a place of really healing from it, I think it does come down to your mindset. Now, I do think you can probably have negative thoughts and still overcome sicknesses and still heal and things like that. Absolutely. But how much longer did it take and did you fully heal or did it become a lingering sniffle for two months?
1: Hmm. I actually feel like I've been there.
0: (laughs) Same, same. Um... (laughs) And I think also, in my opinion, that your mindset is not only necessary to, like, heal and overcome, but I think your mindset can actually cause those ailments in the first place. Um, Mm. I have a quote from Dr. Lisa Rankin, and she is the author of this book, Mind Over Medicine, Scientific Proof That You Can Heal Yourself. And she said, fear fills our bodies with harmful cortisol and epinephrine, while positive beliefs relax our nervous system and allows our bodies to heal. I have another quote from Dr. Goodstein from the New York Langone School of Medicine. He says, thoughts and feelings as they are generated within the mind influence the outpouring of hormones from the endocrine system, which in effect control much of what goes on within the body. So in the same sense that you can think yourself onto the path of wellness, I won't necessarily say that you can, like, think yourself to health, although I do think that's possible. I think that's kind of, like, requires, like, more action. I think you can definitely, I think everyone, no matter where you're at, can think yourself into the path of healing. I think you can also think yourself into the path of sickness. Mm. And... I think this is what I literally experienced as we were preparing for this live as well. So originally, um, this live was scheduled for last week. Um, Steph and I were a guest on someone else's podcast called Connecting the Dots. Shout out to Khalil. It's on Clubhouse, Um It's a conversation that takes place on Clubhouse. So Steph and I were a guest on that a few weeks ago. But we were still planning on doing the live last week. And as we were talking about this topic and we settled on this was going to be the topic we were going to discuss, Steph did mention that, you know, she kind of got sick right after that. Well, literally, (laughs) the next few days, I found myself in not the best mind state. I won't say negative, um, but it just definitely wasn't the best mind state. I'm going through some different transitions in my life. We're getting ready to move, but we're still looking for a new spot. That alone is kind of overwhelming and just, you know, a lot of different stuff. So I was finding myself just overwhelmed, not in the best mind state, something I'm definitely growing on. If you listen to this podcast a lot, you might hear me talk about how I get overwhelmed because that's definitely something that I'm growing through. Um, And I just found myself like one day laying in bed and I didn't want to get out of bed. And I wasn't sick, nothing had happened yet. I was just like, whoa, I don't want to get out of bed. And then I was thinking about it and I was like, oh, I don't want to get out of bed because I have a headache right now. And then I was like, okay, like, do I not want to get out of bed because I'm having negative thoughts and I'm just making an excuse that I have a headache? Or did I even give myself a headache from these thoughts Hmm. or did I have the headache first and that's why I feel negative or like what what's going on there and I was starting to kind of like you know reflect on my own life and think about these connections and then I just really was struggling to kind of get out of this like negative pit and I started doing something that I thought was gonna make me feel good physically I was walking my dog to go see one of her friends who's a dog Which always makes me really, really happy. Like, if you know me, I love dogs. So I was like, great, this is going to make me happy. But even as I was walking up, I was just, I don't know, thinking negative things. Like, why do you ever get caught up in negative thoughts? I don't know. I was. And I took a step forward and sprained my ankle. (laughs) And I literally couldn't walk for three days because I completely ruptured the two ligaments. It was, like, swollen like a tennis ball on my ankle. And it was just incredibly, incredibly painful. And in that moment, I was, I literally had this thought, like, I manifested this. I don't know how far all of our listeners agree with that type of stuff, but it's my personal perspective that we do, like, manifest everything in our life, both positive and negative. And I do firmly believe that we can manifest physical ailments because of our thoughts and I feel like I was laying in bed saying like oh I don't want to get up and then the next day I couldn't get up if I wanted to and I really wanted to that day and it was just this over like pouring of like realizing this connection and how strong our mind really is I wouldn't say mental health is more important but my perspective is a little bit that mental health is a little bit stronger and influencing the rest. I think sometimes physical well-being can sometimes take more time to notice it. Like, usually the first day you go to the gym, you don't really have, like, a great mindset. You probably (laughs) feel not great because you haven't worked out in a long time. But after a few days, you know, it adds up to it. I feel like with mental well-being and your mindset, I think that can affect your physical, like, right away. Um, Hmm. And, yeah, so I found myself in this spot with my sprained, swollen ankle, and I really felt like it was kind of a reminder why to not let myself get in that much of a negative spot, and instantly to remind myself to interrupt that with gratitude, because right away, Mm. I was like, all I wish I could do was walk, and literally yesterday, I was like, I don't want to get up. I don't want to walk anywhere, and as soon as it's gone, it's like, wow, I wish I was more grateful, and this didn't happen, (laughs) but then on the same hand, I feel like it's definitely going to take Yes, the physical well-being, like I'm icing it and doing physical therapy and all this stuff to physically heal it. But I truly feel like it's a lot of the mental part to get it to come back. I spent the whole like first three days that I was laying down, like just thinking about gratitude all day long, looking at videos of myself hiking because I was like, I can't wait to walk and do this. Like, that's what I love to do. And really just focusing on that, I feel like helped it heal Well, it's still healing. I'm still struggling to walk. But I feel like it's helping it heal faster. If I would have, like, let that put me down and let that put me in an even more negative mindset, and if I would have said, like, oh, great, see? Like, I can't get out, really. Yesterday, I was searching Mm. for a reason to not get out of bed, and now I really can't, so I should feel negative because all of my negative limiting beliefs are actually correct. That's why I feel this Mm. way. Like, it could have spiraled down a whole thing. But, like, Recentering in yourself and really, like, connecting back to your body and, like, thinking, like, okay, like, this is my body. I was listening to one podcast, and she was talking about the beginning of her experience with the mind-body connection and becoming more centered in herself and learning how to, like, pull her energy into herself. She used to look at herself (laughs) in the mirror and say, I'm in this body. This is my body. Like, I'm here. This is me. And it sounds really basic, but I feel, like, really like, bringing that awareness to, like, yeah, this is my body. This is what's happening. What am I going to do with it? Okay, we have this mind-body connection. How are we going to harness it? And how are we going to use that for good, for us to continue to grow to our highest self and for us to be able to help other people? Um, And, yeah, I just think it's amazing that we're both kind of, like, literally experiencing this as we're discussing it.
1: (laughs) Yes, and when you said... When you said that mindset is a little bit stronger, um, I actually really do agree with that. And I think that the reason that the the physical can affect the mindset is that long-term um, of, okay, now I'm seeing results. Now I feel good. And don't get me wrong, I do think that one workout can make you feel good from just <laughs> everything you're, like, you know, simulating in your body. But... I think it's really the results that help the mindset um, and mm. seeing yourself and being like, you know, whatever your goal may be. Some people are in the gym for the goal to gain weight. Some people are in the gym to with the goal to lose weight. Some people are doing physical things that have nothing to do with weight. They just want to get outside and go for a brisk walk. Um, but just seeing those results of whatever the outcome was that you wanted, I feel like that helps the mindset. And I feel like that is why it's a cycle. Um, but I also agree when you said that mindset can be a little bit stronger because that did happen to you immediately. That was something that happened right away. Um, But I love that you twisted it and you were like, no, I need to be grateful for all these things. You didn't tell me that you had gone and looked at um, videos of you hiking. And I think that's such a good way of reminding yourself, Hey, this is what I'm aiming for next. Like, I think sometimes we need a roadmap to what we want. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you said mind over, it was mind over health. Was the name? The book? Yeah. It is. I think you said mind over health. Mind over medicine. Mind over medicine. Okay, sorry. Um. So I love that you said mind over medicine, but something that I had written down that was just a quick thought that I had had is sometimes it's not just the mind over matter, and I do think that mind over matter is important, and the mindset to it, but sometimes I think, do we have every component that we need? Um, Kind of how you're like, okay, I know that I want to walk. I want to be mobile again. I just want to be able to get out of bed. I want to be able to hike again. You're looking at these videos. You know what your end goal is, Um, and sometimes I think we need a roadmap to the thing that we want next so that we can really focus on those things? Because yes, we can say, I want to feel good. But what does that entail? And are we looking for all of the things that we need to feel good so that we can put those things into our mind and really make our mindset better? Are we seeking or are we just saying, hey, I want a better mindset. I want to feel good. So I love that you pointed out that you were just doing things to bring that gratitude to you. Or bring that gratitude about.
0: (laughs) Yes, honestly, because it was kind of like a wake up moment. Because for one, it was so painful, and um, I do my best to not take any type of like pharmaceutical medication. So I was just kind of like writing out the pain of a ruptured ligament, which was so painful. I was crying for like the whole first day. And I think that's what really made it be such a strong wake up call. Like, it was such a strong physical sensation I couldn't ignore, and even the thought of experiencing a physical sensation worse than that, Mm. or the thought of it potentially being, like, a long-term injury, I knew pretty quickly. I've sprained my ankle before, so I knew pretty quickly it was a sprained ankle and that it's something I would heal from, but just, like, the thought of, like, what if it was something that I wouldn't ever walk again? Mm like what like it it really just snapped my mind into like okay don't play around (laughs) this is why mindset is so important um and it really like just showed that connection right away so yeah it's it's amazing um we are kind of coming up on time but i do have like (laughs) several more things i wanted to bring up and i know With what we had discussed um we're kind of like almost halfway through what we wanted to talk about so i definitely don't want to like cram too much into the end how do you feel about having a part two to this topic
1: oh we can do that Mm -hmm. um
0: i would still love any other points that you want to share right now i might have like one more thing to wrap it up but you know we had started talking about the placebo effect and spontaneous remission and gut health and kind of, like, some of the science-y stuff of how it's related. And I I just don't want to rush any of that. I would love to kind of maybe get
1: into that on a following live. Yeah, no, I would definitely love to get into that too because I really want to talk about the nervous system and all of that. And I feel like it is very science-y, and I do feel like – it will get more, it, it'll get deeper into that. Um, but it's, yes, no, we can definitely do a part two. Um, because something that I really like makes me think is sometimes when people say, oh, mind over matter or, you know, it's mindset or how earlier in the podcast um, somebody had mentioned, you know, Are you feeling bad or are you choosing to live in a previous trauma? Um, And I think sometimes we get all wrapped up in that and we don't see all the little things that could go into it, Um, like how your body automatically reacts. So I definitely would love to have a part two.
0: (laughs) Yes, perfect. Cool. Well, I'm excited for that um, because, yeah, I would love to get into all of that. But a last point I will share today um kind of expands it a little bit further from just the mind-body connection it's an article I was reading on goop which I'm not sure if anyone listening is familiar with that website and that whole platform but there's actually a lot of really good information on there and I learned a lot of new things but there was an interview with Jill Willard and she is the author of this book called Intuitive Being, which is all about the different bodies within our one body. So I feel like this is a great thing to end it with because it kind of expands it a little bit more. Um, looking beyond just the m- mental and the physical body, Joe Willard talks about four different bodies. She talks about having our physical body, our mental body, And our emotional and our spiritual body. And she Mm -hmm. said that the mental and the physical body are more masculine and the, the emotional and the spiritual bodies are more feminine. So it's no surprise that really in our society in general, there's a lot more emphasis on the mental and physical Because that's what is like the analytical, the physical things you see and the work you do and everything like that. But she talked about not just the mind body connection between those two, but the equal importance of the emotional and spiritual bodies. And that sometimes we think about these as like separate than ourselves, but they're truly four parts of one whole. Mm -hmm. And we should nurture all four of them equally. And we should be able to like lean into them and listen to the cues from all four. And I thought that was pretty interesting because I feel like sometimes mental and emotional kind of gets looked at together. So separating those out kind of just expands Mm. like how it's all connected um, and how we are able to harness our power over all four of them. Mm. So that is a thought I would love to end it with. Um... You can look into a lot more about those four different bodies. And I would definitely suggest anyone listening to kind of do a little bit of that. Here's some homework. Do some of that. Research yourself. Because as I was going over that article and looking up more articles about those four different bodies, it talks about when that body is in balance, what it should be like. So, for example, when your physical body is balanced, it should be open and healthful, free of pain and toxicity, When your emotional body is balanced, you feel inclusive, empathetic, honest, less judgmental, and more generous. Mm. And it also talks about when they're overbalanced or when they're underbalanced. So it's not just like when it's out of whack, but this is why it's very relatable to myself is because which body are you putting more focus on? Which one Mm. is overbalanced and which one are you overemphasizing and which ones are you neglecting? And as I stated earlier for myself, I definitely overemphasize the mental body. And as I was reading what it's like to have an overworked mental body, I'm like, this is me, (laughs) like this is literally me. So it kind of did give me some insight on how I can work to balance that and be able to bring equal focus into the other
1: bodies. I just wanna say, um, I love that one, You always come with just a little bit of homework or like a little bit of stuff to look into. But two, I truly love doing these podcasts with you because I feel like we are such a good balance of each other. Um, While I think we have a lot of things in common, as you were talking about what you overemphasize, I feel like I definitely overemphasize the physical. Mm. Um, I feel like I'm the opposite. And, I mean, I feel like you could hear that throughout the conversation when I was talking about, you know, I think sometimes I make the physical more important to myself. And not to necessarily say one's more important than the other, but I do think that we just balance very well. So, yeah, that was just a little side note.
0: (laughs) We do, and I love it because I definitely agree. I feel like we bring different perspectives, not only from our different experiences, but, like, from – the different things we emphasize in our life. So I love it. Yes. And I love being here with you every week. Um, So we will definitely be having a part two to this conversation. If you're here live with us, definitely look out for part two. Thank you, everyone, who is interacting. Um, Do you have any last things you want to share? Or are we going to leave it on a cliffhanger for
1: part two we could leave it on a cliffhanger for part two because there's so many things that I want to add um and so many things that I want to say um but as you and I think this I'm just gonna add this is like the last the very last thing um that I will say just because I feel like it was something that really give me one sec sorry really like stuck out to me is we have when you said you emphasize the mindset portion of it, something that I had read was we have 80,000 thoughts a day and 90% of those thoughts are the same thoughts that we had the day before. Um, So just, yeah. (laughs) I loved your facial reaction to that. But yes, no, I, I feel like that was something that really stuck out to me with whether we talk about one's more important than the other or not. I think just... Really being aware and conscious of the things that we're either, you know, when it comes to mental health, when it comes to physical health, the things that we're doing for ourselves, and are we putting ourselves first? Going back to how we started this, yes, we know that they impact each other, but are we, every single day, looking to have them impact each other in a positive way? So that's Mm. it for me. Um, Yes, so we can leave that For next week, Um, and yeah, I'm excited to be here again.
0: (laughs) I am as well, and like I said, if you're here with us live, definitely look out for next week. Let us know if you've reflected on what we said today, because we'll be getting into it again. (laughs) Yes, and I am excited to dive into some more of like the sciencey side. so, yeah, we will, we will just save some more of this for next week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, Steph, for being here with me today. I'm so grateful for you being my business partner in this and pushing ourselves to do this, even on days when we don't feel like it. Because yes. there are some times where we call each other and we're like, we don't want to go live, <laughs> but but we do. So I'm proud of us, I'm proud of you, and I'm grateful for you. And Absolutely. Thank you to everyone live with us. Thank you to everyone watching the recording or listening to the podcast. All of this is because of all of you. And I hope everyone enjoys the rest of their evening.
1: Have an amazing evening. And as always, thank you for sharing this space with me and to everybody who's here. Um, And I'll see you on the next episode.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Bye.